Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Kids, this is Dr. Vincent West, Medical Doctor, Phantasm Podcast. I uh, got the cats from Nixon today. We're talking about uh, their new record from the Wound Spilled Forth Fire, which comes out August 25th, and that's on Prosthetic Records. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, I guess real quick, and, and feel free, whichever one of you, all of you, if you like, chat about it. Uh, when did you guys start the recording process for this record? Turns out, um, end of January, we recorded and we did it all pretty quick. Like the the album recording itself was like three days in January, and then we mixed an, an additional two days, I think. So it was, it was like a week or so, like four or five days in January. Wow. Uh, yeah. We had, uh, serendipitously booked that time, maybe again, about, um, and this is before we talked about Medic or anyone, we just kind of figured. If we're going to be self-releasing again, let's get the ball rolling. And we had booked this studio time uh, still knowing that we needed to write at least two, if not three more songs. <laughs> so crunch time was a winner, and especially like leading up to the session in January, just fine-tuning everything. It's incredible. Really, really cool record. Um, as far as... Going into this, now, did you guys produce and mix and master the record? Did you guys bring in folks for that, or how did that work? Um, we we worked with Jay Robbins um, in the recording studio, so he did all the, the recording and mixing. Um, and then we had James Plotkin of... Um, uh, we had James Plotkin do the, the mastering. Take care of the mastering. I think his studio is like Plotkin Works, I think it's called. Excellent. It did a fantastic job. This record sounds killer. Um, Thank you. I'm also very happy to tell you guys this. For what it's worth, you know, I'm just some asshole on a podcast. I've done it for years, but you guys are the first American black metal band I think I've ever liked. So, for what that's oh, worth really? to you, for an old fart that used to go watch Mayhem and other crazy shit, uh, I really dig the band, man. It's really good. Um, so, and again, the, 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 your latest release is the first thing that I've ever heard. I really dug it. Um, as far as, like, writing, um, did each one of you have a role in everything that you, like, your contribution to the record, or was it just one of you guys, or how did that work as far as, the like, the actual songwriting? Um, I'd say we generally take, we each have a role, but we also work really intimately together um we write everything together but some of us will bring elements to it certain riffs and things like that and everything expands off of that um i think alden and key can say more about the contribution to the writing process yes yeah, um, you want yeah, to go ahead 
I'll start. I'll start. I'll try and be quick though. Um, uh, for I mean, for this album, I, I'd say like Shane and I brought a lot of the riffs, and and as it worked out, Shane's riffs are more on the A side, and my riffs are more on the B side of the record. Um, but we bring that to the room, and everyone you know contributes equally, and everyone has uh, you know valued opinions on how long something should go for, whether we should cut something out or change something, and uh, and we just feel it out in the room together. I think uh, in addition to the actual risks that people bring to the table, we kind of try to dial into different themes or different uh, emotions or sensations. And without giving away too many of our trade secrets, you know, when we were writing uh, Collapsing the Poles, we were really fixated on this, like, nauseating disorientation. And we kept thinking, like, what does this nauseating disorientation sound like put through distorted guitars? It's incredible. The, the record for me to listen, I listen to it on a pair of headphones, and I'm an album guy. Every track is just like a wall of sound. It's just, there's so much going on. Uh, I can't tell you how blown away I was listening to this, and it's not easy to get me to that point. I was like, wow, this is really good. I've listened to it twice. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys. Uh, so, with Collapsing the Poles, um, I guess we'll just lead with that. Any other things you'd want to say about that song besides what you said? Well, in general, the song song is a a treatise and a kind of um, kind of an explanation of my understanding of how how uh, the spiritual work that I do is supposed to come about. Like what um, like the the one of the main points of the work is to to recognize those points of of um, oppression that you've internalized as a human being, and that can be um, that can be political, that can be social, that can be spiritual. It is in fact all of those things, and to um, essentially eradicate that from your life, and that's the only way you can be truly liberated and move freely is by disacknowledging and and actively destroying those attachments. So that's that's the main gist of the song. It's incredible. Um, let's see, track two, Enthrall. See, so you want to go through the meanings? You can just kind of cover all that? Yeah, I... So the, the meaning of enthrall is is actually an active um, uh, curse, an energetic fuck you, especially to to anyone that would attempt to oppress anyone else. Um, mostly, though, directly toward those who espouse fascist um, leanings. It's uh, it's meant to essentially make them not see the error of their ways, but just, like, get off the face of the planet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What about, what about musically? You guys want to cover that? Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a tough one for me. Um, Shane's riffs were really cool, and um, that one has more of, like, a straightforward, like, groove in, in the first half, and I struggled for a while coming up with how to contribute and, and layers to put in. I mean, we figured that eventually, and it has a a really cool like syncopation part, and and there's 
was like adding you know I don't add like a lot of like layers per se like to the music Shane and I try and write riffs that complement each other but also do different things and that one threw me for a loop um, but I think it turned out really cool the end there yeah, it made sense to just kind of keep going with it and have it be more of a linear song. We returned to a couple themes in it here and there, but it, it was more important for us to just keep putting similar themes to sort of one right after another rather than just do your whole verse, chorus, verse, chorus, done thing. Right. And I think of all the songs on the album, it's probably one of the most traditionally black metal sounding songs just like more aggressive straightforward yeah it's 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 incredible um and then as far as musically just to kind of backtrack a second i'm sorry uh but musically what about uh collapsing the poles like just anything you guys wanted to add to the Uh, musically that was the first song we we wrote for the record um, okay right after i had joined the band and like 2021 we started like loosely working on those riffs and that might be the one of the that might be the one we spent the most time on since it was like the first song we were really we weren't rushed at the time and we, we didn't feel any pressure to like finish anything so we we spent a lot of time just feeling through it and certainly a lot of time before we felt comfortable performing it live um but that was that was the first one and we saw it through to the end and then moved on to other ideas after that yeah it's killer uh, let's see, uh, track three, uh, A Door Never Closed. Um, a Door Never Closed is, a, is, at least lyrically, a difficult song to really articulate. Um, it's essentially a, it's a description of, of a very traumatic experience that I went through a couple years ago. Um, but I see that traumatic experience, which I have to backtrack a little myself. The whole album is called From the Wounds Build Forth Fire because generally all the themes are that are, are finding liberation and strength through through the things that challenge us. Um, and, and definitely A Door Never Closed is describing experiences that I had that were direct result of some uh, spiritual magical work that I was doing and it is a it's at once kind of a, a description of the, the psychological and spiritual changes that I underwent and at the same time kind of a, a um, like him to the entity that I was working with at that point so kind of a, a solemn thank you for the opportunity to experience that um as, as traumatic as it was so that's one that, I think that's my favorite song it goes back and forth between a couple of them but that one like felt like it was really special when we were writing that so I, I, I was listening to it this morning uh, just at one track again and it resonates with me like a lot I'm really a fan of how we were able to sort of synthesize our loves of both um, atmosphere and aggression in that song um, we try to put a little bit of all that in everything we do, but the way it unfolded for A Door Never Closed kind of, it also sort of taps into my uh, uh, appreciation of funeral doom and stuff like that. I think we're able to capture these like real like thick melodies, but also keep it very sinister sounding. Uh, and as far as timing goes, like I was really interested in like 
trying to do things that were always going to be like one step uh, behind what the listener's expectation was going to be. Like you're hoping to hear that riff change at the end of the measure. Like we're going to hold on to a note one more beat just to like keep you wondering what's happening next. Right. Yes. So we do our best to sort of create that like uh, intersection of um, anticipation and sort of nervousness, I guess. It's it's great. Um, I, I can't say enough about this record. It's it's fantastic. Um, and then let's see, track four, the uh, title track. What can you tell us about that? <laughs> the hard one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, as I was saying a minute ago, lyrically, it's it's kind of an exposition of that that idea. It's um, it's a it's an exploration of of going through these personally trying experiences and letting that build your adversarial fire that kind of like being able to walk into the world and see it differently and personally that to me is more of a like fuck you fuck this I'm going to accomplish this no matter what is put in my way right um that it's that that is the gist of that song yeah I really tried to tap into kind of that concept of the beginner's mind if you're familiar with this uh, in writing the drums for that song because as much as I've been a metal fan and even been in a couple other metal bands in my life um, I couldn't play the kind of metal drums that originally came to my mind for this jam and when I thought about it, I was like, why, why would I want to do the most predictable thing? You know, why would I want to keep that, like, hyper-fast, double-kick shit going? Like, you can hear that anywhere. Right. So I just tried to tap into, all right, like, free my mind of, like, the metal expectations. Which, you know, don't get me wrong, that shit always sounds good. I always want to hear it. But when it came time to write a song, like, I was like, okay, I've got options here. I don't necessarily need to just do that predictable shit. Yeah, and that's I can't tell you enough how just fresh this record sounds. There's so much This is awful to say, but there's there's so much, you know, just garbage in our metal community and I, you know, I I don't I've never felt like I belong to a goddamn thing on this planet. So, you know, maybe there's something that you guys have tapped into with this that's reached out to me, but I really like it. Um to the point where a lot of metal stuff has gotten so fake where I don't even like even labeling myself with any of that, even though I'm older and I grew up in Florida and saw a lot of cool stuff growing up. But I, you know, there, there's something with this record I think you guys have tapped into with me personally as a listener where it's just, it's spot on. Um, and I appreciate you guys sharing with each track. It's incredible. That means a lot for sure. Um, and not that like, I mean, I have, I have different feelings about trends that come and go in music. I would never say that anything is necessarily like bad. And I, I think that, in, in terms of production, I think you do in, in the production and the mix and the, the way you create the sounds. I think you do what fits your your vibe and your goal and what helps you get your ideas out the best. You know, and um, you know, there, I, I, at least in terms of the tones, I think like like digital tones and drum replacement, like it all has its place. And I I don't begrudge anyone for using those, and we may use them in the future, we may not. But but what Nixo wants to do now at the moment and may continue to do for its entire career we'll see but like we want to capture as close as we can you know in the room live the way we sound uh, 
standing next to each other and you know, that, that has its downfalls of course as well but that's that's where we come from and it's it's a little more raw and stripped down and you know maybe not as uh, flawless and uh, pristine sounding but right now that's the way we feel captures the energy you know the best way and maybe that's sort of what you're alluding to like it's it's a little I don't know if authentic is the right word, but it's, you know, it's Absolutely. not it's, it, in a lot of Well, ways. it's, I, I don't even mean it like, I mean, I'm saying everything you guys brought to this just is so just real. I think there's a lot of just fake shit that I get handed as a podcaster to, to do, you know, and there's, there's a lot of interviews I do that are just, you know, it's very plastic, you know, but I, I feel like you guys are, are legit. It's just it's it's really nice to speak with actual artists that actually care about their work and their writing style. And I I'm just I'm very impressed with this record. Um, uh, let's yeah, that again. yeah. Let's that that is the intent behind this band, behind what we're doing. Um, at least for me personally, is to give give voice to something bigger, and that thing is is so far beyond the mundane drivel that people try to present as music and art in this world right now. It's going to sound harsh compared to what Alden said, but that, fuck, that's, that's who I am. Um, I, I strongly dislike most American black metal. Um, I, I do think that it has become this like cardboard cutout of what, what, Art and spirit and the meaning of life, if there is any, should be like music. It should be a transcendental expression, uh, and it has just become a product and a, a um, popularity contest. You know? Absolutely, absolutely, amen. Because it's just and like I said, there's something with this. When I listened to it, I was like, wow, you know, I. When I was growing up, I always felt like I, you know, when you go to stuff, you know, and it's it's gotten to the point now where, you know, I just, it's really rare when I run across something like like what you guys have created. So I'm very I'm very happy to uh, to talk with you about it. It's it's really really incredible. Um, let's see, moving on. Uh, track five, uh, Abyss unto Abyss. What about that one? You know, lyrically and then musically, if you guys don't mind. Um, lyrically, Abyss Unto Abyss is kind of similar in fashion to A Door Never Closed in that it is, it's describing a specific personal experience that I was having um, during the point, that point of writing. I actually don't remember writing the lyrics to that song. Um, I was going through an intense state of insomnia and... Uh, a lot of what that song is about outside of the like broader esoteric concepts in it is my bringing my understanding of how you use these altered states of consciousness um, to uh, to make changes in the world um, and in yourself so like you know insomnia is a challenge it fucking sucks it sucks when you don't sleep for a week straight but there are ways to use those challenges, which, as I've said, is the theme of the, the album. I think Shane said this is his favorite one to play. So that's whatever, you know, like, it's got a lot of energy. It's a little more straightforward, I think. Like, maybe similar to Enthrall. They're not, they're not as dynamic as the door never closed. And 
from the wound, in my opinion, but there's still a lot of changes to offer. Like there's, I wrote the melody in the chorus and I didn't feel comfortable with it because I didn't think it was like black metal enough. You know, it doesn't right. sound like it. Maybe, maybe I'm not pushing it enough, but everyone else was very, you know, they're, they liked it luckily, but also very supportive of trying new things. But I think that's, you know, to what you were saying a few minutes ago, like maybe you know, our differences and our different backgrounds, our different opinions, at least in this record, mesh together to make something it wouldn't be, you know, what either one of us would have individually come up with for sure, you know, and it all it all worked out really well, I think. Yeah, you gotta, you know, take a few risks when you're not gonna just be doing the paint by number genre thing, you know. When people say like, "Oh yeah, let's start a band that sounds like, you know, Mayhem mixed with Watain," and then, then there it is, and when you right. hear it, you hear it, but it doesn't hit the same way. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, we're always trying to, like, if we come up with a riff, we'll be like, all right, like, that's sick. Is it a Nixel riff? Like, even if it's a killer riff, is this actually going to represent what we are trying to do here? And sometimes we have to scrap some things because it doesn't really fit the song or it doesn't really fit our band specifically. And other times we can just, like, take that riff and just sort of run it through the Nixel machine and it comes out the other end. Like, okay, that's that's the atmosphere that we wanted there. or That's the aggression that we needed. And I think this song was a really good example of sort of. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, like I said, this is fabulous, this this release. It's incredible. Uh, and then the final track, uh, The Way is the Grave. Um, the Way is the Grave is a... Is... If you if you can read into it enough, it's a meditation on recognizing um, death in everything around you, and that can sound scary to people. Death is scary to people, but um, in the scariest senses and in the less the, the less scary senses, death can just mean change. You know, it's something has to end for something new to begin. Right. Um, but then there is also it's important to recognize that energy in all spaces at all times. And there's some descriptions of that in there. Um, it's also a direct hymn to my, uh, my guiding entity that I work with. Coincidentally, it was the last song we finished. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't intended to be the last song on the album, but it was the last song we wrote and it happened to fit at the end. So that worked out. I think it's my favorite song on the album. Um, personally, I really enjoy. I really enjoy experimenting and doing things that really you're not going to expect in in anything, especially in black metal. And I think that this song has some of those traditional elements, but at the same time, we tried to break the the um, the way anybody is going to expect to hear a black metal song. Right. It's a collaborative band um, from our very method. This was a special track just because I was relieved that it was done on time. Yes. But uh, we actually got with the guy who's recorded our last two albums, who, you know, obviously he's not like in the band, but I consider him like a very special part of what we do because, to, to my knowledge, we're the only metal band that records. Um, so we got to have sample track into Way is the Grave, which means a lot to me. So as far as the cover art for uh, 
from the wounds spilled forth fire. What can you tell us about that? Um, the cover art is is kind of a esoteric glyph, a representation of of the description of the work. Um, you'll see the skull and crossbones at the bottom of the meditating person, which represents exactly what I was just saying, the embrace of the embracing of death's energies and constant change. Um, you'll see many wounds and lacerations on the body of the meditating person, um, which expand up and outward into what is void or nothingness, which is the the essential state of liberation, non-attachment in all senses. And you painted it. <laughs> and I painted it, yes. <laughs> Fabulous. Was this the first time you guys had done the... I'm sorry, did, was this the first time you, that you had done the cover art, or have you done it on a previous releases as well? No, I did... I did the album, the front cover art on the first album as well, and Key did the, the back cover art. Um, we, uh, Alden Key and I are visually oriented um, and do a lot of the art for the, the releases in general. Um, Shane, I mean, Shane also, uh, Shane is a photographer. He contributed to the back cover of this album, um, which is a, a photograph that he took during a photo shoot and then um, ended up just kind of doubling it over and found all these very interesting, uh, all this very interesting esoteric symbolism in it that, um, that you know, it, it was just uh, synchronistic. And ended up being a perfect addition to the album, and key did art for the inside cover. Y'all did such a fabulous job with this record. Um, I can't tell you like everything about it. It's the entire package, all the song, the arrangements. Um, I appreciate you sharing about uh, the tracks, but uh, all of you musically, and then obviously lyrically, it sounds a very personal journey. And it, you know the expression and everything that went into this. It's actual art as opposed to just some bullshit release and I can't thank you guys enough for that because it's I'm very new to the band but I'm I'm, I'm a fan it's this is incredible it's a, one of the best releases of the year I think um, very important you. You, you're very welcome it's it's really 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 cool um, as far as uh, um, you guys have some shows coming up did you want to talk about that yeah we um, we're doing a couple out-of-town dates at the end of the month or at the end of September. No, at the end of this month as well. <laughs> I'm so off place right now, I'm sorry. Um, Alden, can you talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you may need to remind me. I'm, I get mixed up with the dates as well. But yeah, at the end of... Uh, uh, we got a Baltimore show this Thursday with Sacramento. That's going to be awesome as shit. Um, at Metro Gallery. And then on the 24th and 25th, I think, we're in Rochester, New York. And then what is the, what is the date after Rochester? Is it Philly again? I, I need to pull up like a schedule. I'm trying to look it up right now. <laughs> we're, so we're hitting the road. I just don't know where. Aurora does all of our booking and she does a phenomenal job and she, she deals with all this. So we just 
tell her when we're available and she makes it happen which is amazing that's uh, awesome yeah um yeah uh, it'll be rochester new york and i think it's probably Philly. new jersey ah all right sorry my bad and then in um the last weekend of September and into the first week of October, we have a Northeast tour going up through Ohio, New York, Maine, Connecticut, Vermont. Um, so for the full tour dates, if people want to check out where we're ending up, it'll be all from, from basically Baltimore up to Maine and back for a week. Incredible. This record is such a great release, guys. Uh, again, uh, kids, check out uh, Nixles from the Wound Spilled Fourth Fire. It's available August 25th. Uh, Prosthetic Records, uh, great record label. And uh, I can't thank you guys enough for your time today. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Rob. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.